Welcome to Ordered Steps. My name is Barbara Tucker, and today I'll be sharing a little with you about my nearly 30 years in full-time music ministry. Assisting me today is my grandson, MJ. You know, I guess we could say you're my first guest. Welcome, guest. <laughs> Thank you, BT, and I'm ready to get started. The first question of the day is, just who is Barbara Johnson Tucker? I am a Christian singer who has been, like I said, in full-time music ministry for the last 29 years. I am the first gospel music artist to record the song Order My Steps by Glenn Burley. Glenn was writing that song as I was retiring from the phone company, and I heard him working on it, and the rest is history. I remember that night, believe it or not. Uh, what would you say you enjoy most about what you do? Oh, that's hard because I enjoy so many things about what I do. But I think, I think what I love most is the praise. Just getting lost 
in the praises of God. Um, you know, we also recorded another Glenn Burley song that night. It was called Faithful Over a Few Things. And during that song, the praise was just extraordinary. It was like the choir and the audience became one. also love singing songs written by African-American composers. I love helping to promote their music, you know, new new writers. Uh, remember, we opened the live recording that night with my mother's song, Dear God, I Thank You. But before we start today, I've got 
for what I love about doing what I do. I love making music with my friends. Oh my goodness, do I love that. There's nothing like praising God with the saints. By the way, that was Dr. Jacqueline Chambers on the piano. Oh yeah, she's great. And I know her well, thanks to you. (laughs) Yes, indeed. You know, MJ, so far we've only talked about my first recording, Order My Steps. But God has blessed me with 11 self-produced recordings and a Zoom video that we did in the middle of the pandemic. 
It's called Jesus is My King, and you can find it on YouTube or on my Facebook page. It's just glorious. Well, speaking of the pandemic, what else did you do with that time? Well, just as the pandemic broke out, I had released uh, a collaboration of duets that I had done with friends over the years, like Brenda Waters, Willie Thornton, Reverend Asa Sampson, and a few more. It's called Cherished, and it can be found at Amazon.com. The whole album or just one song? Here's one of my favorites with our cousin Bishop Ed Johnson. Be encouraged. Yeah, yeah. Lift up your head. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Don't be afraid. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. expressions and styles of music. You sing gospel, classical, inspiration, jazz. Tell me, which is your favorite? Well, no. <laughs> That's like asking a mother, which is her favorite child. Um, um, I, I, I do love hymns and anthems and uh, inspirational songs and, and I kind of got known for doing a lot of patriotic things when I sang the national anthem for the Houston Oilers for 
I think it was 14 years. Um, but I do kind of have a, a favorite, I guess you'd say, a preference. I lean a lot toward the spiritual. The, the, the story of the spirituals is so poignant. And I am so um, enriched by the ability of people in slavery to, to create such magnificent, magnificent music. And America gets the credit because it was created on American soil. So it's America's contribution to the world, music contribution to the world. So uh, I have always, in concert, always included a section of spirituals. And one time I put, oh, I have to tell you this, I put a medley together. And uh, it included a couple of spirituals that, uh, or at least one that most people hadn't heard. And I was real proud of the, the medley that I put together. And we were recording live again and at the very end of the spiritual medley, I went up and got a note. It was a fabulous note. And just as I was about to cut the note off, my voice cracked big time. <laughs> but uh, we didn't do it over. We took it to the studio that way, hoping to do something with editing. And I invited my dear friend, Horace Alexander Young, to come with us. And we put a saxophone on top of my voice at the end. Would you like to hear it?
tell you this story about uh, the spirituals. By the way, uh, the the uh, percussionist on that medley was Mr. Sam Dinkins. Oh my goodness, Sam is a gifted artist and he teaches uh, all of those instruments and gives you a, a glimpse of the African instruments that our ancestors used. Um, but I want to tell you uh, how God ordered my steps with the spiritual, my dedication, I guess, to the spiritual. I was asked to do a concert at my mother's home church, and the pastor said it was for his high school alumni. So he really wanted it to be, you know, had a have, have an educational emphasis. Well, I had the program already sketched out, and of course, I had a section of Negro spirituals and my choir. My co- my my, gr- my singers were going to be with me that day, so I. The night before the concert, I decided to write out a little introduction of each of the spirituals, like tell a little story about the song. Uh, For example, signaling songs, you know, we would do uh, get on board little children or things like that. So I wrote out an introduction to each one of the spirituals. And when we got to the concert that day, the preparation of it, I handed those introductions out to my choir members and said, you're going to introduce this spiritual. And they looked at me with their eyes wide. Well, anyway, God was in the plan because um, we did it. It was beautiful. It went over very, very well. And it wasn't a month before I got another call. And this time it was from an educator. And she said that she wanted to do Black History Month, and she really wanted to do it in a in a, a big way. She wanted her kids to get a real education about what the Negro spiritual was all about. Well, I had just done that concert. I still had all those little pieces of paper introducing the spirituals. And so in a matter of just a few days, I turned a segment of a concert into a 35-minute interactive lecture 
on African American music contributions to America. It has turned into, uh, I think, one of my best products. My associate, Reverend Michael Pickett, and I have been doing it now in schools and churches and anywhere anybody will let us for 20 years. It educates uh, not only music genres, but historical events and important historical African-Americans. Okay, let's shift the focus a little bit. How would you say your ministry has impacted your local community? What I expected stepping out away from my job to full-time music ministry was to be a concert artist and sing in black churches, you know, all over the country. But what happened was never what I expected, and I didn't even realize it until I was preparing for this uh, interview. Before I even quit my job, one of my co-workers invited me to her church to sing for her Sunday school class. Now, she was of a different uh, heritage, and so I, I hesitated a bit and had to pray about it. And on that day, I couldn't get anybody to go with me, but I went by myself, and I sang for her Sunday school class. I was treated really beautifully, and she's a dear friend of mine to this day. Uh and I just thought, well, it's just a Sunday school class. Well, the result of my singing for that Sunday school class caused my ministry to end up not only all across the United States in different cultures, but to Europe with a seven-year regular commitment over there. I expected to have an agent and uh, publicist and things like that, and I did try that, but none of that worked. My ministry expanded because I went to church with a friend. Last question today. What do you say to those who wish to do what you've done to go into full-time music ministry? Well, a lot of people have done that before me, but uh, I'd say pray and pray some more. Also be in prayerful agreement with those affected by your decision. Of course, if you're in agreement with God, he will not only order your steps, but wherever you're going, he'll be there when you get there. I would also say you have to have strong faith that you can step out on. In this, in this climate, uh, it's important that you educate yourself as much as you can the industry changes so much faster than it did when I started out. And really, you need to plan carefully. Uh, this is an honor to God, and it's for God and for the kingdom and not for yourself. That's what's hard. We get caught up within our own self, our ego. This has been Ordered Steps with Barbara Johnson Tucker. And if God says the same, we'll be sharing with you again real soon.